I think when you start out, you just need to be like, okay with being a bit shit yeah. instead of thinking I'm not good enough. Like I think for us, like when we started, we sucked. Like we, I mean, we know a lot of people in the industry now who like message us and be like, oh, we're never going to be as good as you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, stop watching everyone else's work for starters. Yeah. Like if you're on Great you know, point. year one, you know, you're not going to, it's not going to happen overnight, but just be okay with that. Like, I always tell people when they're like, I want to be more creative. I'm like, become more interesting and then you'll become more creative. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wedding Film School show. My name is Jared and I'm here with Mr. Jason McCutcheon again, unfortunately. Yes. How's it yes, going, Jay? Unfortunately. We're both wearing, um, as the Canadians would say, toques. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Beanies. But <laughs> if you uh, live around here, you know that we got like, well... This week, it's last week, yeah. for the, you listening. Um, we had like 30 inches of snow. Yeah. So it was yeah. cold. So, you know, an hour drive turned into, you know, two-hour drive for me today. But uh, uh, it's yeah. all it's all good so, because we have very special guests on today. We're very excited. Well, to... and those people, we're very cold weather. They don't have to worry about the cold weather because they're, as they say, down under. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Today we have Andrew and Grace from Bottle Brush Films. How's it going, guys? Hey. Real good. It's nice and warm here. Yeah. Heck oh, yeah. yeah. Are you guys still like on lockdown down there? What's the what's the story? Uh no, we're pretty good now. We still gotta wear masks inside here and there, but otherwise we're pretty sweet. Yeah, we've got like, I don't know, it's big news every time we get like one single new case in a day, so we're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you can be locked off by an island, for sure. We're still dealing with all these <laughs> lunatics up here <laughs> in the States. <laughs> when, We're very grateful. When we had talked, started uh, doing the show, um, I knew one of the first guests I wanted to have on was you guys. Um, so thank you guys for coming on today because I think what you guys are doing is super inspirational. I think uh, it, people have a lot to learn from how you guys make wedding films. We always talk about Australia. It's just they think different down there <laughs> we have a lot of talent down here we're really lucky to be part of a really cool crew of filmmakers especially down in melbourne there's some amazing people even perth western australia like those guys yeah. are the most isolated city in the world but they're some of the most creative people i've ever met so yeah. it's a good little crew down here in oz yeah here in the states everyone uh we always say like all the talents in Texas right now, and it keeps on moving down to Texas. So we, we'll, we'll stay in New England because uh, we, we we like the competition to be sparse yeah. up here. <laughs> I would never go down there. <laughs> hey, so um, before we get moving, uh, today's show is brought to you by The Music Bed. They used to be called The Music Bed. Do you remember that? I thought they were still called The Music Bed. No, it's Music Bed. Um, our personal favorite uh, song licensing website. Um, we got a little offer down in the description. If you're listening on podcasts, great reason to go check out youtube because you click on that link and you can get one free month if you've never tried it we think it's has the best um offering especially for wedding filmmakers so go check it out we love it it's really great but without further ado we're going to subject you guys to something we call three questions are you guys ready to do it yeah born ready <laughs> yeah three questions with bottle brush films here we go yeah, so question number one, guys, it's always question number one, is what is in your kit these days? So I've literally just got my Sony A7S III, which I'm very excited about. We get to have a little play with that, courtesy of Sony Australia. Uh, we shot a music video, our first ever music video recently on it, and it's a beast in terms of like the autofocus, the low light, um, run and gun. I think it's a perfect filmmaker's camera. Um, I used the G Master 24-70 on a gimbal on that, um, on the RS2. 
which is awesome. I'm really excited about um, putting the, the focus motor on the zoom ring and doing some weird shit with that. So that's basically the camera kit. Um, what else have we got? I use Benro travel tripods. We travel a lot for weddings, interstate Australia all the time. A lot of overseas weddings as well. So, um, you know, having those fit inside my case is really important and they're pretty good for the S. I think I've got the S4 heads on those. Tell about your lights. Gear. Tell me about your lights. Oh yeah. So we don't really <laughs> light up our speeches too much. We do have like a few little lights, like we've got the loom cubes. I bought these to, uh, for a specific film we were doing. It was two girls eloping together. And I strapped two of these to a drone and had the, the drone sort of above them and just going straight up in the air so that they were in the middle of a field at night and the, the light sort of just faded as the drone went up and up and up and they just sort of disappeared in the darkness. Um, I also use these because they're, they're um, waterproof. So I chucked one of these inside a bathtub for the music video we did and lit it from underneath inside the water. These little bangers, which uh, everyone's got one of these little LED lights. Like, ah, uh, no, I don't even know what, oh, it's what called Rory. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw it. the hell it is, man? <laughs> I think I saw it. it on an ad once. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I've got one more light too. Oh, no, he's got more. <laughs> this is the, he's very my excited. new babies, the Nanlite Pavo tubes. We bought these specifically for Ooh. the music video. Yeah. And they are amazing. They There's are two, the two four foot Pavo tubes in here. And I'm so, I'm going to use these for all my weddings now. Question number two, guys. What is a, what's a recent film that you've shot that you're really proud of that uh, you really are in love with? I, guess, I don't know if it's super recent, but we did one in Norway of um, this couple. Yeah, and Inner it was and all, Philip. Yeah, Inner and Philip. It was all in Norwegian, so we had to do subtitles and translate it, and it was crazy. Yeah, and Ina, the bride, is actually a wedding photographer herself. That, those guys were living in Melbourne. We met them. They moved back to Norway. They got married. They invited us over. That was just... Yeah, crazy good. We got to explore all the Norwegian fjords a couple of days after the wedding with them and did an extra shoot. Um, yeah. And yeah, just because how much we love those guys, it's a pretty special film to us. So it's quite dark and moody as well. Yeah, like the song we chose, Music Bed Song, boom. Um, it's like a really kind of dark song. I think the lyrics were almost about ghosts and death and things like that, but we kind of <laughs> cut it in a way. So yeah, it didn't sound... <laughs> Yeah. What about the film like really stood out um, in terms of, are there any signature sessions or anything that you shot there that really just sticks out to you? Uh, I loved what you shot on the dance floor, actually. I know we had oh, all this yeah. like beautiful scenery, but I loved, um, they had a really cool first dance. I can't even remember what the style of dancing was, but they got really into yeah. it. And there were there's like flashing lights going off on the dance floor and you covered it really beautifully. Yeah, I shot a lot of it like deliberately way out of focus as well. And like- Yeah, so, so it's kind of like eerie. Like he did a lot of like out of focus dancing shots. They're kind of like almost two blurs moving amongst all yeah. these lights. And it kind of worked really well because the song was kind of eerie. Cool. So the last question that we have for you guys is what is the Lonely Hearts Film Club? Wrong. What is something that they're into? <laughs> Camp. Camp. Guys, so the last question we have is what is the Lonely Hearts Film Club? Oh, geez. Sorry. The last question we have for you is what is the Lonely Hearts Film Club? <laughs> Camp. Ah, you say it. All right. The last question we got for you guys is what is the Lonely Hearts Film Camp? So it's, uh, we had it this time last year, the Lonely Hearts Film Camp was the first one we'd ever done. No. Um, there's lots and lots of awesome like workshops and getaways and retreats for, for, for wedding photographers in Australia, but nothing for wedding filmmakers. And we kind of got sick of waiting for one to pop up. So we just decided to make one ourselves. Yeah. 
basically it's a, what was it, five days? Yeah, four nights. Everyone's like living together, learning together, socializing. Five days, just we had about six, no, nearly eight speakers. Yeah, from not only Australia, but around the world. Like we had Matt Johnson come out. We had Remy from Maru Films come from Amsterdam. Um, Nat from um, Auburn Hour, Mel from Till Death, the Humdrum Films boys from Melbourne. We had Jason from Wedding Film School as one of our speakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had some amazing people. Um, and it was just awesome. Like this is the sort of event that we would want to go to ourselves. So we just invited all the people we wanted to learn from. We spoke as well, but, but it was just such a good community event. And we're going to run it again in September this year. It's in the middle of the bush in Australia, like two hours from Sydney. How we, do people uh, sign up? Go to the website, lonelyheartsfilmcamp.co or lonelyheartsfilmcamp on Instagram. We've got, you can check out all the highlights from last year and our camp recap film that Grace edited, which is, yeah, lots of fun. It's random, but it's good. <laughs> but hopefully this summer, if things clear up, we would love to be down there. So yes, we'll, we'll, see. Yeah. we'll play September it by September 26 to 30, fingers crossed. Yeah. Heck so, yeah. And are those on sale right now, guys? No, we- Nah, we, not yet. We're gonna like release some pre, some early bird tickets before we start announcing the lineup. Cool. And then once those are sold out, we'll start announcing the lineup day by day. Yeah. Great. So, so where do people um, connect with so they can actually be the first to know when all this is coming out? Where do they follow you guys? Follow us on Instagram because we flog it on there. We go, we go live on the Lonely Hearts page. And then um, the website has a pop-up for a mailing list. So you can sign up there as well. Go for it. Go do it. Uh, I promise you, invest in yourself, invest in your business, get around creative people. You will become more creative magically. It's just how it works. So go for <laughs> it. Look, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Can we be a little bit transparent here? I'm going to tell you one of my deepest, darkest secrets. I actually really don't enjoy editing that much. <laughs> if you were to give me the option between shooting and editing, I would pick shooting 11 times out of 10. And if you've been editing and, and doing video production for any length of time, you know that dread in your heart as you know wedding after wedding after wedding keeps on mounting up, piling up on your backlog. It really sucks. I hate it and I'm sure you do too. So what can you do about it? You can of course ignore it. It's not gonna go away. You can hire a video editor to work on staff. Maybe it costs you 50 to 60 grand plus taxes or you can simply reach out to our friends at No Backlog. They make it super easy to knock out edits while you focus on other more important things like growing your business and making more money. And that's what it's all about, right? Save time and money by working with a professional, reliable and affordable video editing partner and get your life back today. You can spend more time with your kids, with your spouse, with your important other person, or you can simply just play more video games. I don't care. This is a no judgment zone, man. So make sure you're visiting nobacklog.com and get started today. All right, guys, so we're back. Um, we're really excited about having this conversation with you guys. Today, we're gonna be talking about kind of thinking outside of the box as a wedding filmmaker. We already kind of talked a little bit about like you guys thinking out of the box, just even with how you use the LumaCube, right? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think just, we're talking about how to think out of the box and we wanna kind of, I wanna dig a little bit into how you guys think and then also how other people can start to think um, a little differently about how they make their own wedding films. You guys ready? Yeah. Sure. So give me a little insight because it's clear to me, um, you guys are artists. Um, I'm assuming you have other artistic pursuits that you guys are interested in besides just wedding filmmaking, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. Yeah. A little known fact about Grace is she's actually like a really talented musician. So she sings, she writes songs, she wow. plays piano. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel like that comes through because what's what I can see in your films is it's coming from a very true place. It's coming from a place of... Um, where you guys are creating something that's that's authentic. So tell me a little bit about how you arrived at wedding films because you probably could have went a lot of different directions. Yeah, I think like when we were both studying film at the time, so that's how we met studying mm. uni, whatever. But I think because we were just like fresh to the industry of film in general, we kind of just fell into it because Andrew had friends that were getting married and we're like, here's a great opportunity to, to you know, get some practice in with the camera. So yeah. kind of just snowballed from there, really. Yeah. Think it just ended up in the wedding world. <laughs> we both have done other things. Like I've directed live TV and Grace worked at an international ad agency for a year as an editor as well. I think those experiences yeah. were like super valuable and working on film sets a lot, like early days. Yeah. But um, yeah, we kind of just found out like weddings are really unique in that any other filmmaking form, like whether it be short films, commercial content, music videos, like there's so many other um, stakeholders that will have their say and want to have their say. Whereas weddings is so unique in that you get to basically do what you want and your client's going to be happy with it. And that's, you know, most unique. of the time. <laughs> yeah. That's what weddings are one of the only places where you can get that, get that full creative control. And I think so, we take that for granted a lot. Hey, so yeah, it's definitely something I noticed about you guys work is just like, you get full buy-in from from your clients like everyone that i've every film that i've seen from you guys it's just like you get people like one of the film the film that we saw in vegas you know they were in the shower together and like the, you have to get them on board with your complete vision in order to be able to do that how do you guys get clients like that to get on board with whatever you guys are throwing their way oh I think it's a slow burn like it's because we've mm -hmm. built up our brand in that way over the years like we're kind of known for having really like out there content and you know really wild shit so people come to us already assuming that's what's going to happen so it just makes it easier anyway so now when we say hey we've got this really cool idea everyone's like yep let's do it <laughs> yeah i think what grace does with our social media is really important as well like she's we don't really hide anything about ourselves like there's been instagram stories where she's filmed me dancing around in my jocks nothing but my jocks in the lounge room you know what I mean which and happens think, often <laughs> yeah and I think like if you're willing to be that giving of yourself I think that helps um establish that expectation for your clients as well yeah for sure um, yeah I and, people always like when we get inquiries and stuff they're like oh you guys are so funny and we love that you're always <laughs> doing x y and z and that's like as if they already know us based yeah. on our social media and our work so it's like they already have a relationship with us before we've even filmed them or met them <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah which is really important and when we have client meetings like People are like blown away when I say we don't talk about logistics. We don't even talk about what time I'm going to start filming on the day. We just talk shit. We just, it's just an exercise in getting to know them because if they like you and they trust you, then you're basically going to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. We, um, you know, it makes me think about that first film. You guys felt like you got to do whatever you wanted, right? Like when you think about like everyone's, I'm assuming you did this too. This is what we did. The first couple wedding films, you're just like trying to not screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just like hope or you're copying someone or something, right? You're just kind of showing up. But I think there comes a moment as an artist where you're like, this is what I exactly want to make. It like in it. So yeah. tell me a little bit about like that moment, that aha moment where you were like, I'm going to do something really different on this wedding. Yeah. I think, I reckon it was, I don't know if you agree with this one, when I was working um, at agency, I was like a junior editor there and they um, 
I wasn't obviously I didn't have any time to edit my wedding films and we were basically full time by then. So I'd like come in at 5 a.m., edit a wedding film, do my full shift. And then after work, I'd edit a wedding film. And I think it was there we did one and we finally started using like speeches, which I know is probably oh, yeah. really basic. But I think we made a film for the first time of the agency with speeches through it. Yeah. And there's like a producer at the agency who was like, you should do this. And we're like, all right. And we just had a few drinks and started doing some shit. And it was really fun. <laughs> I mean, I realised, I'm like, what have we been doing for two years? Like, we need to get this shit way nicer. It's super freeing once you realise that you can do whatever you want and the sky's not going to fall down. Like, I think yeah. every, everybody has that mentality when they start out. Like, I can't miss anything. And for me, it just comes down to mindset. Like, when I lo- like let go of the FOMO and started just saying to clients, you know, if, if you want someone that's going to capture absolutely everything, it's not going to be us. Like, if you want someone to put a camera on a tripod, press record and come back two hours later you can find people that'll do that. But what I want to do is creative and I guarantee that I'm going to miss certain things, but it's because I want to get creative shots and be creative. And I tell people that all the time. They're like, but what, but, 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 but like, it doesn't matter as long as you and the client are on the same page and you have the same expectations. That's all that matters. That's, that's awesome. I um, look at you guys work and I'm just like, they do something different. Every single film. It's never like, this is the wedding. You know, when we make a wedding film, that people know that when they hire us, it's like, we're going to show up, we're going to do the getting ready, we're going to do the first dance, we're going to do like all these yeah. things, you know, in 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 a row. Um, I love about you guys' work that it's just like off the wall, like you think you know bottle brush films, we're, we're going to show you bottle brush films, like something completely <laughs> different in the next piece of work yeah. that we do. So my, my question for you guys is, you know, if creativity can kind of come from anywhere, do you find that your inspiration comes from the couple oftentimes, or is it just coming from you guys and you're like, I want to do this crazy thing and I'm going to just wait for the right couple to come along for that? What does that process look like for you guys? Uh, I don't think we've ever like pre-planned an idea and then waited for the right couple because I feel like that's when you get a shit film. Like it's better if you you work towards them, like what their personality is. So like mm. it's very much based off their personality. And we have built a brand that we now attract really interesting people. So we get to do crazy shit with our films. But I think a lot of it for us is, or for me anyway, it's just based off music, like going through tracks and finding like not ever just using the same kind of music, Mm. like really working hard to change it up. Like that's where a lot of my time goes in the edit, like setting up the music and, you know, the speeches and music. I feel like that's just your, that's your turning point. Yeah. I think the strength of what Grace does is that she shows off people, you know, warts and all, like the good, the bad and everything in between and doesn't try and hide or manipulate things to look a certain way because I think a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that or they, I see on forums all the time or they didn't do a reading or the audio wasn't good for the reading. I'm like, we don't ever have readings here in Australia. There's other things like, it's again, it's mindset. It's what do you have, not what you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Grace is great at celebrating what, does come at the wedding like there's talia and dj's wedding this was like a dancer and a drummer and that would not have fit like any template but what grace did with it was use the natural audio of the the bands playing and all their friends playing at the ceremony all that sort of stuff and just like these moments that you couldn't have conceived were going to happen like their first dance yeah and just like really shone a light on that and showed that off yeah walk me through like the process like someone reaches out and is like hey we have this wedding we're gonna do it in you know sweden switzerland wherever and they're they're kind of pitching you guys on an idea walk walk me through that process of like how you get to know the kind of piece that you're going to make does it start with just like 
a consultation and then you're like, yeah, we can probably go this way. Could you guys like tell me what that kind of looks like? What's the initiation looks like? Like first <laughs> steps? So I probably spend way too much time on emails. So one of the guys, there was a wedding that we did in New Zealand and they did the, um, the Indian traditional ceremonies in Auckland the first weekend and the second weekend was down in the South Island where they did the, their own, um, you know, with a celebrant ceremony. And that guy, Aaron, the groom, he and I had about, I think, 56 emails back and forth, just like talking shit, talking about The Walking Dead, talking about his photography because he's a photographer, talking about how they met, what they were doing, what the travels were. Like, I put a lot of time and effort into, like, getting to know our couples. I just like meeting new people. And so that's sort of something that's natural for me. But I think that all helps, like, consciously and even subconsciously. It sort of influences the way you, you approach, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. Do you guys yeah. feel like... Do. do you guys feel like you don't know what you're going to make till you start film, filming the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's we don't know what we're gonna make until we get to the wedding. I mean, to the <laughs> edit, it. the edit as well. Like we do a lot of we experiment. Andrew loves experimenting with the shoot, so he likes to kind of change it up as much as he can yeah. and just throw me stuff. It's like, hey, I tried this with the lighter. I tried this different style of shooting or whatever. And I get to the edit and I'm like, let's see what we can do here. <laughs> Sometimes I- Grace is like, that's awesome. Sometimes she's like, that's shit. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so th- this leads me to. Um, most of our audience is probably, you know, they're probably new. They're getting started as wedding filmmakers. Yeah. And and so like for them, like, you know, we're, we were talking before this thing got started and like, oh, how do we accomplish a drag shutter look? And what if we did this? And what if like, you know, like, you know, your camera really well, you know, your gear really well, you know how to post, like you're a musician. There's all these skills. How does someone who hasn't built up a library of vocabulary of skills start to learn to express themselves um, as they're kind of getting their identity down as, as artists. I mean, I don't know when, I think when you start out, you just need to be like, okay with being a bit shit, but actually yeah. instead of thinking I'm not good enough, like I think for us, like when we started, we sucked. Like yeah. I didn't know how to edit at all. Everything we did was just basically poo. <laughs> but, like we it's thought true. it was so good. Yeah. Like we thought we were the best. I was like, oh my God, I'm an amazing editor. Like I am just the best <laughs> in the industry already. And I really was not. But I feel like it's kind of nice to be a little overconfident because then you're not so down on yourself. Like we, I mean, we know a lot of people in the industry now who like message us and be like, oh, we're never going to be as good as you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, stop watching everyone else's work for starters. Yeah, like yeah. you never, you can't expect to be where we are. This has been 10 years in the making. Yeah. If you're on Great you know, point. year one, you know, you're not going to, it's not going to happen overnight, but just be okay with that. Like that's part of the fun, like learning all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. And they show us like a film of like two years in. I'm like, man, you are so that great. shit's all over what we were making two years in. Like that's way better than Yeah. <laughs> and you, you'll probably be better than us one day. Yeah. Know? I think like learning to be, like new Jared, like I look back on our work when we first started and there are some things I like about our first year better than our third year because we didn't there know, what we, we didn't know what we were doing. And so we yeah. would just be like, do whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. And, Ignorance is bliss. Like yeah. sometimes you get the best stuff because you're all, you're so confident. You just don't know. I yeah. will say like it, it's nice to kind of get in a groove. So I'm, I'm not, I'm never a person who's like um, telling people like, you got to constantly reinvent yourself. I think that's a tedious self-flagellating yeah, process where you're just beating yourself up. But I think, I do think like mm-hmm. trying new stuff, ultimately like you, you gave, you kind of hit on it, which is like, 
it's good to learn. It's good to be inspired. But the comparison game that people get themselves into, it's kind of paralyzing. Because like, yeah, yeah. Really Alex, Alex Douglas went to film school. Yeah. Like he yeah. didn't just start shooting weddings. Like he's an expert <laughs> filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. One of the first workshops he ever went to was here in Australia. Yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I, uh, Grace or, or Andrew, when you said Grace was a, a awesome musician, I was like, of course she is. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> and we talked about I'm really it. Really not. <laughs> uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with Henry. And Henry's a musician as well. And I'm like, of course he is. It's like, there's all there always seems to be like this common theme of like the people that are great artists aren't just filmmakers like the filmmakers is the filmmaking is like the tool and is like the output Mm -hmm. but you know the artist is inside right the artist is always like trying to develop themselves and be like i'm gonna try this i'm gonna do this and i'm interested in this because of my interest in you know whatever it might be you have other interests outside of just gear and I, I always tell people when they're like, I want to be more creative. I'm like, become more interesting, and then you'll become more creative, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's it. <laughs> I, I love that saying. Yeah, Chris Orwig, he's a photographer, and that's in him, one of his books. And I think that is like probably the one thing that's always stood by my like repertoire of like trying to just replay that in my mind. Like, become being, interesting. Yeah. Being creative, you know, in Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth, right? And he forms it. And he makes it. And like, that's creating. Like you're create, you're making yeah. a thing. And so like, what do you want to make today? Like if you're creative, you're just going to make something. You're going to make a business. You're going to make a song. You're going to make a painting. You're going to yeah. make a wedding. Like, yeah. like yeah. and I think like a lot of wedding creatives are not creative because they're not that interested in making stuff. They're, they're, you yeah, know, that's really key, isn't it? Yeah, they want to like have a unique looking film, maybe, but yeah. they don't want to be creative. And so, like, and this is why we always say, like, hey, you can create a great brand, you can create mm, a great, yeah. you can create great systems. Like, we're doing 120 weddings a year. We had to create those systems. We have we're processing mm. 600 leads a year. Yeah. You know, we had to create that. We had to create a pro like a a product. Our average film we're doing in ten to twelve hours, edit. Yeah, like yeah. I was t- like we had to create that process. We had to create the process of doing our automatic back backups every night, and whether you guys you're yeah. having to create songs, you're having to create whatever it is you're creating to create these unique films. Either way, it doesn't matter the path you choose. Like you have to, you're gonna hit a point in your career where you have to think outside the box. And, yeah. and actually be creative. And that will be the, yeah. make, that'll be the make or break it. it. Whether it be, whether you become like some luxury boutique film or you decide to launch a studio, they're all great, but you're going to have to be creative. And it's not just the people who are like shooting super eight weddings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I get like, I get in almost like a, a really shitty mood when I feel like I'm not creating, like I'm if I'm stagnant, like mm-hmm. which I think with the weddings in the last couple of years, even though I feel like we've released some of our best work, I still I feel like it's starting to get, get like easy and repetitive. So I'm like this year, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a music video, I'm gonna do doco and put it into a festival, and I've got this like bucket list, like I want to try produce my own song, which yeah. could be terrible, but like that's and then that stuff helps your wedding stuff become better anyway, because you mm-hmm. are creating outside of your industry. And when you come back to your weddings, you've got all these new ideas and everything just snowballs a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to get comfortable. You've got to like yeah. actively seek out 
experiences where you get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I feel like that's so important because like even camp, um, yeah. I had to give a, we had to give a talk yep. and I was like low-key, like terrified of public speaking. I've never, never seen her more scared <laughs> in my life. I was like having a meltdown. <laughs> I was like two beers down and I'm like, this is going to be so bad. Um, but then, <laughs> I was so scared. I don't know why I said yes to it if I was so terrified leading up to it. I should have just said, no, you do it or something. But I was like, no, challenge yourself conquer a fear you'll feel good after and I did now I feel great and I'm like there you go bucket list item and I feel like yeah. I can do it anytime now it's like cool conquering a fear as an adult and, and that was about as far out of our comfort zone as it gets so yeah it's always a good thing being a little bit uncomfortable it is would you say that's one of the keys to getting out of your as a wedding filmmaker you know especially when you're new like I said you usually are just kind of white knuckling it I feel like yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't remember having a lot of conscious thoughts when I was originally shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and so if you're moving I, and I think like if that's where you're at, you don't need to worry about this so much. But I think once you're moving to that place, I always say like once you're getting bored, you're getting good. And so one of yeah. the places where you can know you're ready to start pushing another level. And I think, you know, whatever, if, if you want to do on your first wedding and shoot a crazy thing, OK, try. But I think if you're getting bored and you're ready what would you tell somebody who's like, okay, what is the number one tip to think outside the box as a wedding filmmaker? Like, how are, how can I approach my wedding differently? I was going to say what you said at camp, and that's to seek inspiration outside of weddings. Yeah. yeah. Like, watch Vimeo staff pics, watch music videos. Like, I feel like the wedding filmmaking industry, like watching Grace and her timing and her ability to cut to a beat and then subvert a pattern as well. Like, so few people actually cut to the music it's just an accompaniment to whatever's happening um but yeah seek inspiration outside of wedding world because as far as wedding filmmaking has come in the last 10 years there's still a long way to go and the guys that are in the feature film world are so far advanced and those are the guys that you need to be looking looking to for inspiration yeah yeah i agree yeah put, yeah. put yourself out there and have a look at some other content i guess like I know it's like you don't want to be a copycat, but like, you know, it's inspiration more than anything. It's just finding stuff that actually, yeah, is different from what you're doing, I guess. Yeah. And focus on what you can do, not what you can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's good too. Yeah. One of the keys, I think, is like, can you take something that you're already good at to another level? Mm. Is like, how do you kick it up enough? How do you yeah. kick it up? If you're like, oh, I remember shooting this handheld dance floor footage and I loved it. How do I do more of that? How do I do it better? Yeah. How do I do it crazier? How do I do it more luxurious mm. or more intimate? Like whatever you are, like, so this is, this is going to lead into my next question, which is whatever you are, you amplify it to 10 and that's branding. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's great. <laughs> like, like if you're like, whatever you are good at, like that's your brand. That's how you know what direction to go. And, and so like, yeah. talk a little bit about that because I know for us, um, for our brand, as, and we could, we call ourselves a brand more than we call ourselves filmmakers. We're like, we run a brand, yeah. right? And, and for our brand, you know, we have a very certain voice, right, Jared? We, we attract a certain clientele. Most of our clients, I would say, are reserved doctors and lawyers. And, yeah, okay. And they show up and they pay their bills and they're awesome to work with and they don't <laughs> cause a lot of problems and yeah. it's great. You know, the creative process is certainly different um, where – I, I think at this point, we, we have a good-sized team now. Um, I just shot a text out to 10 of our, you know, filmmakers, and I was like, hey, 
we need to learn this new camera. And so we have 10 people that are all getting together and we're going to learn this new camera together. Um, and when we create now, it's less of like Jared from the top telling everyone what to do and where to position cameras, all this stuff. And now it's more like, all right, what works best for everyone? What can everyone do together? It's just a way What's the brand? Like process. the voice yeah. of our brand is what are we? <laughs> it's yeah. not what do I want yeah. to make. And it's almost like I, I, it's it's hard as a creative because I have to be like, I can be up here. I can film this wedding, but my mm. newest shooter can only film this wedding. So therefore, yeah. where can I bring him up and where do I have to rein myself back? It's like, that's a tough <laughs> product, I think, for a lot of creatives to, to you know. It's a fun challenge, though. It is a fun challenge. Yeah. And ultimately, like, communicating our brand is how we've been able to build a business yep. more. So I think our films are good. I don't know that any creatives have seen our films and like us, but our clients do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what matters, man. That's all that matters. That's the most important thing. Yeah. But so for you guys, that's ultimately true as well, right? You're not creating branding for wedding creatives. You're creating branding for clients. So tell me a little yeah. bit about yeah. like that, like that, how you, how have you guys built such a strong, unique brand? And how could other people maybe take some tips from it? Hire someone to do your branding for starters. Like, you know, <laughs> like we all that. DIY in this industry, don't we? And we were just like, I mm. wanted to rebrand for so long. I was like, Angela, let's just do it. Let's pay the money. Let's get it done. Um, so we just hired a chick by Lulu. Check her out. Um, I don't know. Where do we start with that? I just. I think you just base it off what. I don't know. We just saw the branding process as a creative pursuit, just like making a film. And yeah. Just a chance to like push some boundaries and not do just the usual floral and light and bright sort of stuff. Yeah, we told her no beige, no light and bright, no florals, none of that. No, no deer antlers. <laughs> a few of those going around. <laughs> but I think we went into it like in terms of the website build and that, the logo and the branding, basically wanting to scare off a good chunk of the wedding world in yeah. terms of couples. Like we only wanted a very niche, uh, very creative out there couple. So the website was really built to be quite random and weird and all over the shop so that it really would only attract really out there people, which yeah, it, does, it does its job well. And we're at a point in our career where we're only taking 15 weddings a year now. And yeah, so we don't mind if we make it a little bit harder and the ones that actually really want to work with us will find their way through to the contact form. Yeah, I, I love, love that. that. Scare off as many people as you possibly can. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, our branding chick was like the same. She said it was like the, the most unique website she's made because like the point of it really wasn't for bookings. It was really yeah. to like elevate ourselves in the industry and to attract. I mean, we weren't looking to book more. We're already booked out. Yeah. It was really just to kind of cement ourselves creatively. Yeah. 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 There's enough weirdness and like personality in, in our website and our branding that People either love it or hate it, and the ones that love it will contact us. Yeah. <laughs> I think branding is what do people say about you when you're not around. Um, that's really what branding is. And ultimately, it's like you are communicating like a vision to someone. You're, you're, you're speaking without words almost. It's it's the collection yeah. of even how things are organized. And, and like when we're trying to sell our couples, we're trying to make it – they're busy people – and so I think, sorry, I'm going to go on a branding tangent, but I always tell someone, who's your audience? How do they want to be spoken to? That's how you do yeah. it. It's like our audience, busy people, don't have a lot of time to waste. They want to see your work really quick, see the prices, fill out the form, right? That right there is like almost as much of a pursuit of like when you're creating your product at the beginning of your career is like figuring out who your people are. Yeah. Who are yeah. my people? And 100%. like, who do I, who can I win over? 
Like when I am with these people, they're charmed by me and these people are repelled by me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, they used to always talk about it at the old hustle and flow workshops. They would always talk about um, attracting and repelling. So you need to, your yeah. branding has to actively attract and repel. And it, most people only think about attracting. And so they usually create this mm. brand that's very, very, very generic, boring, and unfocused. But good branding yeah. will focus you down. It will attract the customer you want and will repel the customer you don't want. And of course, you got to have the chops. You got to be really freaking good if you want to repel most people, which you guys happen to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that kind of thing if you're starting out. Like, you don't want to go about your website trying to repel most people. Like, you yeah. want you want to get your bookings. You just want to start getting your work going. Yeah. So. It's funny because I think our branding chick said a few people kind of asked for similar stuff to what we have in terms of our brand and website. Yeah. And she's had to explain to them like that will probably bust your business because you guys aren't at that stage yet where you can get away with that. Yeah. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like it's particular to everyone. Like your brand's very unique to you. As you said, it is you. So yeah. I love yeah. That. And it takes like years to have that level of insight about what you just talked about. Like who is my client? What are, oh, they, yeah. what are their needs? You know, are they time poor? Are they creative? Are they business people? And it, that all influences all of your copy and your your coloring and everything that makes up your branding. Andrew's not allowed to do our social media <laughs> or our copy because he's really cheesy and formal. And when I talk, like, we talk in a way, like, our copy is very specific. Like it's, you know, it's a lot of swearing. It's very crass. It's very out there. It's very like off the cuff. Yeah. And that's how we want our branding to be. Like it's, you know, playing up that Aussie side almost. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> so you're not allowed to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Like, and well, and I will say this. Our brand system systematically is probably me. Voice, yeah. it's Jared. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't, you go both. I don't talk to clients ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Andrew actually does most of the talking to our clients, which is funny. Like, yeah. Whereas I do most of the copy. You do all the emailing. Yeah. I hate emailing. I'll do like the, you know, once we've filmed the wedding, I'll talk to them heaps after about the mm. edit and music and things like that. You do all but, the socials. But then on socials, I'll, I'll talk to them randomly. I don't know. It's just a bit of both. It seems to work. Seems to work. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to claim that it was like some. We sat down one day and went, "Okay, this is your role. This is mine." It's like, nah. We nah. just sort of winged it for Found like seven years, and eventually, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I would say actually, that's one thing. Forward planning. If you're just starting out, do lots of forward planning. <laughs> we did none, and it bit us in the ass. Yeah, for sure. Do tell. <laughs> Um, just, <laughs> oh man we we didn't know what we were doing when we started hey like we were really just like not we didn't realize we owned a bloody business for a long time <laughs> like you know didn't yeah, financially we should have been charging more for years before we did you know yeah. um branding we only just got our shit together in the last couple of years so yeah, if you could forward plan a little i, w I would recommend it it's taken <laughs> us a long time to become business owners and um get our work-life balance in check i'll say that much yeah still like, working on that. isn't that interesting yeah. though like I was telling Jared the other day, we, were we did a, this episode that comes out today, we were, we were talking about mistakes. And I was like, I don't think I would not do any of those mistakes, though. Like, because mm, interesting. it's like, they're formative, right? And like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I just, I don't think there's any shortcuts around being terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to get good. It's just be bad for a, a, like often and don't quit. Yeah. Yeah. No, true. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like most always most small businesses fail in the first like couple of years. Yep. I feel like that's more, sometimes a lot of people who just like if they get so much rejection or things don't work out, they'll 
throw in the towel whereas like yeah i guess you just need to push through it and keep going mm-hmm. go through well, the shit until you get better and it helps that when you're when you're inspired you're not doing it for the money you yeah. figure out later 100%. you need money <laughs> yeah like you just i mean i was telling jared the first three years we ran our business we maybe took home 10 grand yeah, yeah. out yeah. of our business Probably the same we made like 240 yeah yeah <laughs> we were just so <laughs> we were just like buying gear buying market like we didn't have any concept of what we were doing or <laughs> How, yeah. how we were just like having fun and, and we yeah, just had a good time. Same. Yeah. And I think like, I will say, I guess if I was to give a tip on thinking outside the box is like, go the direction of what's fun to you. Yeah. 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 For sure. I, I, I'll be honest. The, the first wedding film that we edited, um, I hadn't really edited at all. Like uh, Jay, um, <laughs> this is funny. Jay was my media teacher in high school. And I think <laughs> I really, I went away to film school for a couple of years and kind of was around editing, but I mostly did like DP work. So it was just like, put a camera in my hand. I did photography. Yeah. And right before I left film school, I started getting into editing like a little bit here and there. And I just put together stuff that was fun to like fun songs. And then yeah. uh, I saw some of the work that still motion had done. And then, made my first wedding film and it was just like this is just fun like again it was like a fantagram yeah, song it was just like get into it we went that direction and it was like all right this is cool like this is i actually enjoy doing this it doesn't even feel like work really right yeah and yeah th- isn't that where inspiration is though it's like when you can start to just yeah did you guys watch that movie soul the new disney movie that came out the piano guy yes yeah. i loved it it was so beautiful and and it's i so and i just remember thinking like as an artist, I'm a musician and like, I can so relate with getting in the zone. Mm, yeah. yeah. Same. Right. And it's like thinking outside the box is like, okay, watch Matt Johnson's video, watch all these how to videos, watch the wedding film school content. Right. And then ignore it. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. it's like, don't be crippled. Like, Oh, like I'll hear people be like, Oh, I can't break the 180 degree rule on my on my shutter speed, yeah. and I'm like, just, just do it. Just get look good on your camera. Yeah. Like, and well, like, I, yeah. I, I think this talk is so good for most wedding videographers because we're so caught up in the gear, right? So caught up yeah. in just like, mm. like Jay said, the 180 degree rule, making sure that you know your cameras are in the right position, make sure that you're rolling audio and that sounds good. Like, kind of just basics that it's like. Yeah. We're so busy catching up on and just making sure that, you know, the the boxes are checked that we can't even pull ourselves. There's too much stuff going on that we can't even pull ourselves into the creative space and thinking out of the box and kind of creating our own kind of voice. Right. I was just uh, I was just think like gear to me is like, yeah, obviously you need to know your gear back to mm-hmm. front. But I think it's like the most important thing by a long stretch. Like I think if you're not a good storyteller, all the gear in the world won't save you either. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's great to get into that side of things. But like, really, what, what are you trying to do with it? Like you could have a really shitty camera, but you could be like a great storyteller and still put together something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is a bit rough and raw, it's still going to like resonate with somebody. 
Yeah. I just think like we do get really hooked up on gear with this kind yeah. of world. I, I love what uh, yeah. our, our buddy Benj again, not to bring him up again. We should. You we should look should, at his work. He pretty much invented inventor elopement photography. We we should pretty much <laughs> be a sponsor of his of his podcast because <laughs> of how much we talk about him. But I like when he talks about gear. He talks about cameras. He's like, I pretty much want to pick like the crappiest camera so it like fights me a little bit you know and you're like yeah. wrestling yeah. to try to create something that's creative and different it's like you know yeah. I, I feel like as artists that's how you should feel you should feel like i'm gonna wrestle with this tool because it makes you have to be invested and look at things cool. completely out of the box limitations are great for inspiring creativity like if you've like i deliberately sometimes go i'm gonna use one lens that I, the opposite of what I would use for a whole wedding, like for the morning and the getting ready and everything, yeah. just to like push myself outside of my comfort zone and go, okay, if all I've got is the 24 mil, how am I going to do close-ups? Am I going to like try and fight it or am I going to like go with it and like see some shots that I normally would never think to get? You know what I mean? I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I feel like your strength is changing things up with like the gear and mm. like with the way you film because like, and just really hard on himself. Like we don't have like a super cinematic style. I think we're like a bit different to everyone else yeah. in how we and how you film. But mm. I feel like that's like your strength. Like you're not too hooked on things looking or being a certain way. Like you're able to adapt on a wedding day to what's happening. And yeah, totally. Challenge yourself a bit. Yeah. yeah. Getting those moments more so than the perfect frames that I'm gonna like yeah. lose my mind about and get like my ego stroked by. It's like the stuff that's really important to people are the moments. And I think like anticipating things like that that are going to happen on a wedding day is like always good fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, this is, it's super challenging to me because as someone who's like running teams and like going back and just like, Hey, make mm -hmm. sure that everything is, you know, the, again, the boxes are checked. Like I just try to make things easier probably in most cases. Yeah. And I think most filmmakers yeah. just fa fall into that category it's like Very i want a lucrative. piece of i want a piece of gear that makes my job easier right easy is, is where the money is yeah but you have to kind of decide at some point like yeah. what way am i gonna go am i gonna make it easier or am i gonna just have this like you know creative penance of just like i'm gonna punish myself <laughs> and try to be creative <laughs> you know so i think i don't think it's one way or the other and i i, I will say it this way i think you need to embrace things that are easy for you in order to you to have the courage to do things that are hard for you. Mm. Like not yeah. everything can be hard. Like nah. you can't make a product that way. We're running a business. Like you need to do things that you naturally would do and yep. lean into. Mm. While at the same time, I think finding the areas and usually I find that those are the keys. Like, like something you're good at is a good opportunity to try something hard. Right. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> like we're good at lighting. We're done a lot of commercial work that we're good at that. So whenever we get the opportunity to do a crazy light setup at a wedding, we're going to do that. Especially when we're doing Huxley film, I'm going to, I'm going to like get a room in the hotel, get them to turn all the lights off, move all the furniture out, set up a bunch of lights to bring the couple in for 30 minutes. Awesome. Like that's yeah. what, that's what we can do. I can't do that at every wedding, Yeah. Nah. but every once in a while. And yeah. so I, I think like looking for those opportunities if you're thinking, how do I get out of the box? I'm, I'm in a rut. It's like, okay, what are you good at that you can push to the ne next level? And what are you bad at that if you just put some effort in, you could improve? I think you can clearly start to find, like your work will transform in like two weddings, mm -hmm. I think. I, I have a question for you guys. It, it probably has to do with your kind of creative process. Um, is how often do you guys go into a shoot kind of being like, I want to do this, this, and this, and how much of it is just, on site, just kind of riffing. Ooh, 
<laughs> well, from a shooting perspective, like yeah. there's always new things that I want to try at weddings, but um, sometimes I'll get there and be like, okay, this isn't the wedding to do it. This is like, mm. it's not the right vibe, not the right location. Like, I think if you premeditate things too much, that also kills creativity. It's good mm -hmm. to have things in mind that you want to try new, but it's about like not forcing a wedding to be the right time, like a specific wedding to be the right time to try that. Like sometimes you've got to bide your time a little bit and go, okay, when the opportunity arises and it's the right kind of wedding, right kind of couple, I'm going to try this. And I'm just waiting for that, that chance because I think if you try and, you know, fit, force a square peg to fit a round hole you're just going to do yourself a disservice you're going to do your couple a disservice so from a shooting perspective i don't know if that answers the question what about editing yeah. oh god <laughs> no. you don't really premeditate anything i don't think i premeditate anything for editing yeah. it's more down to like the speeches and what the vibe of the wedding day is like it's not like we have a shot list or anything so mm. it's, it's no script obviously as you know it's so hard know, just... a lot of it's riffing a lot of it is yeah, just going riffing, with the flow yeah. yeah i was gonna ask you guys where the loom loom cubes on the drone came in if that was a you know premeditated or or <laughs> that something was that you're like yeah, them on yeah that whole shoot was actually a more pre-production than we've ever done for a wedding because yeah. it was an elopement and it was like a giveaway kind of thing like a bunch of vendors so we're like well we're gonna go hard and like we did like a really loose shot list and came up with a lot of concepts so that was planned yeah. and the loom cube cubes were planned you're like yeah, let's definitely. put them on a drone yeah like, and we right. used like I, that was just the sum of all these crazy ideas that i've had over like however many years and i was like well screw it we're just gonna like get the right couple who are up for anything and these guys were yeah and just be like okay we're just gonna drink all night and play with lighting setups and do some weird shit are you down for that they're like yep yeah, let's do it and yeah, yeah like I wanted to like light people up from opposite sides. I wanted to use a projector as a light source. We did that. Even like putting one of these on your camera and like, it's, it's like a hard direct light. It's a little bit soft, but there's an Aussie filmmaker, Mel from Till Death that does it. And she yeah. shoots like super wide, yeah, 24 mil with sick. one of these on it. And you get some awesome reactions on the dance floor of people like looking at them. Cause you got like a, a light right in their face. I love her work. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. amazing. She's so uh. good. I get asked so many times from uh, brides, they're like, do you have lights on your cameras? And I was like, no, not really. And I just have to like <laughs> tell them, you know, we try not to be in there. I just wish we could just put lights in people's faces sometimes. Yeah, just, yeah. Just create. I mean, it's just a different, I mean, like you said, branding clientele i mean it's just about finding the right people for you um, yeah it's cultural too aussies get pretty loose on the dance floor yeah yeah they don't mind like the quietest people at the ceremony are always the loudest ones on the dance floor <laughs> that's yeah. awesome heck yeah <laughs> um so tell me what's next for bottle brush films what do you guys what's what's simmering for you guys as wedding filmmakers Ooh. I don't know in terms of weddings. I think I'm all, we're almost kind of trying to cap the weddings and then try to get into work outside of weddings. Mm. Like I'm, I'm really keen to kind of try some new stuff. So I think it would just be mainly film camp, mm. music videos, and documentaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of film camp. We're still waiting. Like we've obviously rescheduled that to end of September. Um, and we're hoping like hell that it's going to be all sweet with COVID. But um yeah, and we're sort of focusing. Oh, actually, <laughs> the main one. <laughs> we just bought a van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. We're <laughs> useless. We're, we're doing Australia for a year starting April um, in a van. So we're going to stop renting and move into a van and do a whole. Wow. Yeah, we get, we're getting an edit station built into it. What? Uh, we're working with yeah. it. 
yeah, an amazing yeah. carpenter who used to do wedding films and he's the one building out the van for us. So We've got like my mounted screens, my editing desk, so I can edit on the road. And... Yeah, we love to travel and we haven't been able to travel for like 18 months now. So yeah. this is our way of traveling and seeing as much of Australia as we can. We can just do like jump from wedding to wedding. And yeah, we've got weddings all up and down the east coast of Australia and some in South Australia and we're going to go to Western Australia for maybe three months over winter because we've got no weddings. So um yeah that's the big exciting thing on the horizon yeah. for us. that's cool yeah. <laughs> well here's the great thing about that you're going to become more interesting and then you're going to become more <laughs> you're going to become more creative exactly. yeah exactly experience that's man fun. yeah hashtag yeah. van life i'm super jealous yeah that's like one of my life goals is to have like be able to go out on the road and do like docu kind of like youtube stuff like just go yeah. hit the road and yeah. like have yeah. a yeah. edit bay in the back. And like, we talked about it. We're like, how, how can we, can we do live streaming to buy a van and like, just have a, a edit bay on the road? Like that's like dream life. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'll be excited. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well guys, thank you for, for being on and inspiring us. Um, I have been just loving you guys his work since, you know, we were introduced to it last year. Um, hopefully we'll be able to come down to Australia and go to the Lonely Hearts Film Camp coming up uh, this uh, summer, <laughs> end of uh, September. Um, guys, thank you so much for, for being on. This has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah, fun. right back at you. Thanks, Hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you? What's your what's uh, the handles on Instagram? Uh, it's all the same. It's Bottle Brush Films. Instagram, we're on TikTok. Get wow. on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys wow. kill it on TikTok. Take that. <laughs> TikTok. That's what's great. That's what yeah. got us through lockdown. Got, yeah, yeah. It's entertaining. <laughs> Our website is bottlebrushfilms.com.au and lonelyheartsfilmcamp.co. Sorted. Cool. Cool. Well, guys, thank you for watching the Wedding Film School show. Special thank you to Bottle Brush Films. Make sure that if you like this episode, you give us a little thumbs up. Um, you give us a subscribe as well and hit the bell so you know when the Wedding Film School show is broadcast on these YouTube airwaves. And or also, don't forget, we got Clubhouse um, on Thursday. We're going to do 8 p.m. Thursday. And if you Eastern have this, Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time. Yep. And if you want to just ask um, Grace and Andrew any questions or just hang out with some cool Australians, then come hang out with us on Clubhouse. <laughs> and yeah, definitely give us a follow. Um, Jared Haas or Jason underscore McCutcheon. And yeah, we'll hang out on Clubhouse. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Bye, guys. I'm going to get right in my bed. Why you going to try to get mad? Everybody want to keep up. Don't you know I move too fast?